Hey, I'm George Huffnagel. And I'm Sean Bowers. And this is Jellyvision's Talking Better. In today's conversation, we're learning how to compliment each other better. You smell nice. Like, that's kind of like, what? It seems like kind of an odd thing to say. If you say, I like your pants, then you might be thinking about their butt. If somebody's like, hey, I like your shirt, my first instinct is not to be like, oh, thank you. It's to be like, oh, I got it at wherever. Do you feel comfortable receiving compliments? My first instinct with a compliment is, oh, I don't deserve that. Or you're just saying that. That's nice of you to say. I think I say that's nice of you to say a lot in my life. And it sounds like a mean comment, but it's it, I mean that it is nice of you to say. And I'm also the subtext of that is that you are saying it, but maybe don't always mean it. And that's OK. And I'm letting you off the hook if that is the case. And if it's a real compliment, then great. I, I really appreciate it. Do you think you were taught to deflect compliments or do you feel it's a personality quirk? Uh, it's probably a personality quirk. I don't think I was taught to deflect. Uh, that'd be, I don't know how that would be a weird thing to t- teach. Well, somebody. I teach like, you know, t- not like in a uh, strict, you know, instructional way, oh, but sure. you just learned it's learned behavior. I went to college for deflecting compliments. <laughs> no. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's just a personality quirk. I think it's it's the for as big as my ego will get. I still am driven by that constant like uh, insecurity that I think a lot of creative people have. I will internally be very egotistical and externally be try to uh, um, emanate some amount of being humble or whatever. I feel like you're negotiating with yourself. Like yeah, like you're negotiating with your ego to say, "I." The ego lets you it drives you to do it. Yeah, but you know that you're. In some sense, an island unto yourself. Yeah. But by mitigating that part of yourself, you kind of allow, you let yourself off the hook. Yeah. Does oh, that yeah. make sense? Yeah. I mean, ultimately, it's like anybody who makes something and shows it, like the act of with a comic or whatever it is, music or art or anything, if you're putting it in front of people to see... You are saying, like, I would like to be complimented on this. I'm showing it to you, I think. With some, like, whether it's uh, on the surface or not, like some purpose. And it's not, you're not always sure what to do with it when people are then verbally articulating the thing that you have wanted from them internally. I don't know. I'm pro, are you, you're not anti-compliment, but you're. No, you're, I, I love compliments. I love what they do. I love how they feel. Do you like to give them? I like to get, so. This would I would be curious about this, and I'm especially curious about this as a parent now because I think I I don't withhold compliments, but I try to save it so that when I do say like, "That's great," like "That's good work," or "I really liked that play I just saw you," or whatever it is, they the other person will know I mean it more because I don't do it that often. Like, I'm a generally positive person or whatever in conversation, but the explicit, like, I'm going to stop you cold and put my hand on your shoulder and tell you that what you're doing is great, that I I use more sparingly. But I'm so curious about that as, like, now as a parent, because I don't want to, I don't want to be the withholding compliment dad or whatever, like, and I don't think I am yet. So it's like, is there a, is there a fine line? Can you overuse compliments uh, to the point where they don't mean anything or... On the other side of that, if you underuse them, does it like do damage to the other person, your child, uh, or your friend, or your coworker, or whatever? Like, 
what's the right level of compliment you should give? I also wonder if the context for the compliment matters as much. So if you had a performance, I went up right away and told you you did a great job versus a week later. Does that imply that I'm still thinking about the impact of your performance? Yeah. So what's the weight of that if I offered it to you? Yeah. Uh, And yeah, if you get it like right after, then it's like, well, did you have enough time to even process whatever? I think about the 30 Rock gag where uh, Liz Lemon was flashing back to their days in Chicago when she saw Jenna in comedy shows. And she'd go up afterwards and be like, oh, yeah, the lighting was incredible or something like that. Where it's just like you have to say something to fill the time. I think in most cases, everybody knows what's happening and when you're saying that. So it's just as bad as like not giving a compliment to give a false compliment. So there, uh, the questions here are, how do we give good compliments? Mm-hmm. How do we receive them? Would love to know that. And um, what's the purpose yeah. of a compliment? Why bother? I feel we're going to come out the other side of these episodes being much better people. At least I hope so. I hope so. Yeah. We'll I get mean, we'll get you there, Sean. Listen, you're already a good person. So it, that was a compliment. Uh I did it at the end here too, so you knew I would mean it. Uh yeah, I need to I need to work <laughs> on it. Because I'm a bad person, right? You're the devil and I'm George. Mm. Oh. Yeah. Oh. It really puts me in a pedestal I didn't mean to. No, yeah. So I'm screwed. For Heavenly the rest body. Of the That's how I see you. You know. Better get talking. Can you remember the last time you received a compliment? Well, you're taking me down a dark path now. But, uh, no, actually, someone uh, complimented my art. They sent me a nice email about it, uh, which, again, that's like a double compliment. But any compliment is appreciated. Here at SeanBowers.com, we take all compliments and uh, and love them all. How did you receive it and how did you respond? I said, thank you so much. I appreciate, I appreciate you saying that. There were other questions in the email, so I responded to those as well. But I, I mostly just took the compliment and tried to move on as quickly as possible because I had in my head our previous conversation of, oh, yeah, you, you, best to just, like, take it and run. Don't question it too hard. Okay. You know? This is good. You sound like you're already on the right track. I'm making me. steps, big steps. This is going to help two kinds of people here, this part of the podcast. Okay. One, people who like to give compliments and maybe bewildered by the reactions they receive from the people they give them to. Yeah. And then the people who receive compliments and feel put on and awkward about it and aren't sure how to respond. Yeah. So this is going to be a good way to kind of navigate what's going on with people. Great. You ready to meet our expert today? I love meeting experts. I am Katie Gore. I am the founder and president at Speech IRL, which is a speech therapy and communication consulting firm in Chicago. Speech IRL, that means in real life. You're so hip. But it's digital slang, but it's in real life. Can you believe that? I was drawn to her company for a particular reason. There's a subset of things. So she works, works obviously, as a speech-language pathologist or speech-language therapist. Those, she explained, were the same thing. Mm-hmm. And they have expanded because they do a lot of corporate work to 
social skills, broadly speaking. And so I found that subset. And so um, here's the description and why I think it will apply well for this. Is okay. What are people skills? It's working on people skills, aka social skills or communication. It's one of their most commonly requested goals there. So what this addresses, several things, but here are a few bullet points. Confusion about seemingly unwritten rules of the social professional world. Mm -hmm. Social anxiety stemming from uncertainty about how to interact with people. Feel it always. (laughs) Or unintentionally coming across as creepy or weird. (laughs) A common problem once again. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Very familiar. So I was like, oh, I want to talk to this person because I feel like she would have her pulse on lots of different types of people and how to have appropriate behavior to navigate those deficits. The freaks and the geeks is what I'm hearing. Great throwback. Yeah. So I asked her, what is a compliment exactly and how is it used? The word itself to me means something very restricted. It's a very particular kind of comment that you say to someone. And I have never explicitly discussed or talked about compliments as a strategy in terms of, you know, building communication skills. Um, I do, I would consider them under the umbrella of pro-social communication exchanges. So, you know, an exchange that's used to build social goodwill. I appreciate that she's not treating them as a strategy because that does, that, that makes them seem a little bit more calculated. You remember our small talk episode, we had talked about it as like a strategy and you felt put off a little bit by the term. Yeah. But again, it's, I think it's a way for you to navigate how you're seen by other people. Yeah. And that kind of strategy, like I want to cultivate a sense of myself that I don't think other people see in me currently. Right. So this might be a way to do that. It's so. a self-strategy. It's, it's the what she was saying, the pro-social. It's I, my goal is to be pro-social. It's not my goal is to compliment you to get something out of you. Yeah, I think like that's the difference. I don't feel comfortable in my body. I want to do more exercise so I can feel more yeah. energy. More dance. Yeah, and I want that to come out of myself. So you may have to do things that are uncomfortable or unnatural for you, but in the end is just going to get to your goal. So going back to complimenting too much, mm-hmm. either from a parental point of view or even just friends or colleagues, um, this is what she had to say about being aware of how you use them. It is definitely a sort of currency, I might say, in terms of if you're trying to build a relationship with someone or have them develop a good impression of you, you can give them a compliment, make them feel good. But if you overdo that or that's the only tool in your toolkit, that's going to backfire real quick. (laughs) Yeah, which is always a thing. I I feel like I see that with like uh, like salespeople. If you're at like a clothing store or something and the the salesperson is like, oh, you look – you look so great, and now you look great, and now you look great in that really expensive leather jacket. Like, oh, you, I, I just don't think you look bad in anything. Then it's like, all right, I look bad in, I look bad in a leather jacket. I know that definitively. So, but you just want me to spend the six hundred dollars. Uh, so yeah, it, it, it's just one of those things where like that gives away the game a little bit when too many compliments are getting chucked at you. I, I appreciate the honesty when I'm told you look, you look that's ugly. Yeah. yeah. Or like that washes you out. Yeah. I can't wear, you know, khakis too much because that will just... The khakis is a tough one. Uh, it's, we yeah. don't have the complexions for it. Talking better. Better talking. So what makes for a good compliment? Do you know Amy Isaac in production? I don't believe I do. Okay. Well, Amy Isaac, I asked her this question, and she thought of, like, one type of compliment that 
makes her feel good. Okay. When I get something from a friend or like my sister or whoever, even if it's just like a stupid meme, to me, that's almost like a compliment in some contexts because it's like, oh, this made me think of you. So just being thought of is a compliment. Okay. I could see that. And of course, you know Anya and art. Oh, of course. Uh, uh, Anya Klimyuk. Yes. She... (laughs) One of the top Anyas, I would say. (laughs) This is her idea of a good compliment. If it's something that's in the moment or if it's like, I don't know, I've been trying to do something and the person knows that I was feeling a little self-conscious about it and then you say something nice, like that's a good compliment. So acknowledging the struggle a little yeah, bit. You're out of your comfort zone. Yeah. I want to let you know I see you making an effort. Yeah. So good job either getting out of your comfort zone or good job on the actual output of that work. Yeah, because the output may not be great. I used to be very judgmental, I think, about that. Oh, I, I used to be judgmental about output and uh, of like creative stuff or whatever. And now I've, I've felt myself as the years have gone by turn to that thing where like if somebody makes fun of like a drawing or a painting somebody makes, I'm like, hey, at least they made it. Like, that's better than you're doing probably, you know? Like, uh, you know, it, it's about the feel and the fun of, like, doing, making, being, existing. I'm not going to judge you for having tried something that I did not or have not tried, so. We're going to stick with Anya? Stick with her. What's a bad compliment? Tell me, Anya. Yeah, because if you say, I like your pants, then you might be thinking about their butt. If you say, I like your shirt, if you're a lady, there's boobs in there. If you're a dude, I don't know, maybe your nipples are protruding. Who knows? Stick to hair compliments. That's I, if I'm going to compliment somebody's clothes, I will say a compliment about the clothing, yeah. not how it looks on them. Oh, I like that pattern. Uh, yeah, that color is really nice. Yeah. Versus that color looks really nice on you. Yeah. Like, the addition of that is getting a little more intimate. Without you, that color is nothing. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> How many levels of creepy yeah. can you go into? <laughs> uh-huh. be, there needs to be some relationship there. What do you, how do you feel about – all right, here's a situation for you. So Tom Haley and I were talking uh, at, at one point about shorts and like we we're both kind of pants guys and uh, you know building up the confidence to to wear the shorts into work, you know? And so then he came in in shorts one day, and I said, oh, we're in shorts, huh? Or something like that. Like, oh, you're making it work. And then I could tell that, like, I by complimenting or acknowledging his braveness to wear the shorts, I was also drawing attention to the fact that he was making an outside-of-the-box choice, and that may have put him in an awkward position. How did you say it? Probably something weird like the way I just said it now. Like, well, there he is, Mr. Legs, showing him off. Yeah, that would make put me off. Something too. like <laughs> I feel Tom and I have, I think, similar personality types. And I could see Tom reacting that way for a moment. Yeah. But seeing the humor and doing something like that. I think yeah. he has enough self-awareness that he knows he's doing something new. Sure. Do, do you feel awkward about that comment now? Or are you just like, that's just what I said? And I mean, it's stuck in my brain for whatever reason. Okay, so Do I feel awkward? I don't know if I feel awkward, but I... There's something unresolved, though, about that comment. I think it's, bothering you. I'm putting myself in his shorts, if you will. Uh, because if I wore shorts in and somebody was like, well, wearing shorts, huh? I'd say, uh-huh. And then I'd turn around and walk right out the door 
possibly never come back to the office again or go home and put on the longest pants I own and then come back. Do you think you're thinking about this comment you made to Tom because if you want to go the shorts route, but you're afraid that you're going to make that leap and someone's going to point it out? I I am. And because people have. People are like, well, Sean in shorts, what an event or something stupid like that. And I have to go, Sean in shorts can be in shorts whenever Sean wants to be in shorts because it's hot out today or I'm on a boat. Those are the two situations I would wear shorts in. Talk better. Talk better. Now, you ready for some guidelines? Yes. Okay. Please. We got some open-ended conversation. Let's get some structure. I need it. Okay. Here's Katie on the guidelines for giving compliments. There are three things she suggests doing. Certainly being specific so that the person knows exactly what you're complimenting. And this is very similar to if you're giving feedback, right? Don't just say, great job. person's like, great job on doing what, right? Um, They should know exactly what it is that you're complimenting. Clear enough. Yeah. Makes sense. Be direct and specific. Similarly, I think keeping it short and to the point. And that might be a bit of a cultural thing in sort of Western workplace culture. All right. All right, number three, this is going to get you through it. The third piece, which is maybe should be the first one or the most baseline one, is you should understand why you are giving the person a compliment, Um, right? Because we can give people compliments for reasons of edification of them, like, oh, you know, this person did such a great job on this. I really want to show them that they're appreciated. So my goal is appreciation of that person or communication of my appreciation. But, you know, compliments can also be given in kind of backhanded ways, you know, Mm -hmm. passive aggressively or to make the compliment giver look good or to get a certain amount of attention. Selfish compliments. Mm-mm. Yeah, I mean, you can get into backhanded compliments, you know, negs, as they're called. Oh, yeah. Which are... When you have a crush on someone and you want to you hit them to say, oh, I like you, something like that. Like you, if we were in elementary school. You're stupid. Yeah. You're wearing shorts, something like that. Really just, I don't know, the, the appeal of the, the mystique of whatever that is, I don't know. It's an interesting psychological phenomenon. And I'm, wondering, I'm wondering what kind of childhood they had. That, you know, if you're a person who responds to negging, I guess, positive in the psychological sense, like, I want more, I want to correct that or something. Yeah. What your childhood was like as a parent. I want to introduce you to a new character. Oh, okay. Alex DeFabio. Yes, love DeFabio. Product manager in data. Also chiming in with a specific example he has of time he complimented somebody on his team. The nature of a lot of the work is is you just inch forward. Like, you things go slower than you want them to. But what I liked about Candace was like, she she dealt with all the same things or she deals with all the same things, but then she like still has a really positive attitude. And so I really appreciate that. <laughs> and so I was really direct or explicit about that and how much I appreciated that. And I feel like that really, if I were that person receiving that compliment, it would make me feel like, oh, okay, so this is a, this actually makes a difference that people notice and, like, I want to keep doing it. I do think work-based affirmation compliments always make me feel good because like, it is tough. You go long stretches of feeling like nobody's noticing whether or not you're doing a good or bad job. So to hear you're doing a good job, it's like, all right, three more weeks. I'll give it three more weeks of <laughs> – of being good at my job. You know what I mean? Like, I had not recent- three more weeks of my job, but... No, I know what you mean. I had recently felt, just to be candid, uh, kind of in a trough of 
sadness of my work. I'm like, yeah. we're struggling with these edits. Yeah. And other projects were lingering longer than I wanted them to. Yeah. Things are getting delayed. Projects get canceled. And when enough of that swirls, you can kind of get in a position where, why why am I doing this? Yep. That sort of self-flagellation. Mm-hmm. But then you get that Slack message of, hey, I really like this. Thank yeah. you for taking the time to do it. And you're just like, like taking a shower when you're real dirty. You're just like, yeah. oh, why didn't you do this before? You know I'm, I'm talk, talk, I talk, and you talk, I talk bitter. Now, I suspect, because we've already talked about this, you're not comfortable giving compliments sincerely. So I asked Katie that. Okay. Well, what if you're not yeah. comfortable? There's something I personally like to do that has the same effect as a compliment. And I could say you could classify it as a compliment, but it feels a little more natural, like it would come up in the course of a normal interaction or conversation, is thanking someone for something. But thanking them for something that a lot of times we take for granted. So, um, you know, something like, oh, this is the person who, you know, always sets up the meetings. So, oh, you know, thanks for setting this up. I appreciate it. Things that are part of their normal job, like after, you know, they ran the meeting. And so after the meeting's done, they make sure all the chairs are put back. You know, thanks for doing that. And then walk on your way out the door. So it's still specific to an action. You know, thanks for cleaning up. Thanks for arranging this. Um, thank you for sharing that information. Thank you for taking the time. Thank you for that report you sent over, even though that report is part of your normal job. Just lets the person know that you are appreciating and valuing the work that they're doing. So, you know, gratitude, that that I can do, that I do do, do do, uh, that's uh, within the wheelhouse. Because that, to me, feels... That's like automatic sincerity because it is tied to an action, I think, because it's a very pragmatic sort of form of compliment, if you will. Okay. Yeah. So, so now you have some some tool set. Yeah. If Let's... I didn't know we could consider thank you a compliment, great. I'm back as a human. You know why? This goes back to Amy's comment earlier that you're being thought of. Yeah. You know, somebody's thinking about you yeah. and wants to tell you that they noticed you did that. Mm-hmm. And it's... You've both benefited from that action, and they benefit from the thought of them. Yeah. So, all right. You're super prepared to compliment people now. Mm-hmm. Am I? The question is, you've once you've prepared everything and you have your tools set, could somebody take a compliment poorly? Oof. So that's a very loaded question because the question, could somebody receive that poorly? The answer to that is always yes, no matter if you have totally optimized and engineered your compliment to, you know, follow the textbook definition of what's a good compliment. Um, So when it comes to these sort of social communication behaviors and things that we say, there are certain formulas that are more likely to get you a good response. And then there are some things that you should probably just never say and steer away from. But there's really no way to say anything and guarantee that a person's going to take it a certain way. You know, you could tell someone, thank you for working so hard on that project. You did such a great job. And for whatever reason, they could totally take that in a totally different direction than you intended and have a very different reaction. Sounds like a lot of assholes in the world, huh? Or just people who are awkward people. Oh, maybe that too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but they're, I'm not saying there aren't assholes, <laughs> but I also give the benefit of the mix. doubt. Yeah, yeah, I'm always the person that's like, well, maybe they had a whatever day. Or, yeah. you know, whatever. But the question I, I, I want to know is like, if I'm going to tell somebody a compliment, should we expect anything in return? And mm. here's what um, Alex had to say about that. If you can require any expectation, maybe just that like they heard it. <laughs> um, as long as you 
delivered the message you wanted and you felt like it was received, I think that's all the expectation you should have. Right. Simple enough. I agree with him. Yeah. And Katie adds on to this a bit. If you're giving a true, genuine compliment, the most I personally would expect is a, great, thanks. That's good to hear. You know, maybe they brighten up a little bit. But again, some people don't process that way. Some people might be like, okay, thanks. And they put their head down and go back to their desk. And that's okay, too. We can say things to people in the hopes of influencing or providing a certain experience for them. You know, I want them to feel appreciated. I want them to know that their work is acknowledged. I want them to know that they're valued. But everybody's going to receive something a little bit differently. So you can put it into the space and, you know, do your best to make sure that it's heard. But then you have to respect that person's process in terms of what they're going to do with it. Shouldn't I get some kind of trophy or award every time I compliment someone? Is that too much to ask, really? Not if you're talking about Tom Shores. Yeah. There's no trophy there. I should have gotten best compliment 2018-19, whatever year it currently it's is. A, yeah, it's a fall to spring year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Q4. So what happens if you overstep, though? You know, you not only did they not— respond to the compliment, but it's awkward now. Oh, boy. So I think that would depend on how you knew that it was a misstep. So let's say that, you know, you're giving someone a compliment and you just notice that their body language, they or their the expression on their face, they seem to react negatively to it. And you're like, oh, you know, they're okay, that clearly wasn't taken the way I intended. But they don't tell you how they took it. They might just be like, okay, you know, and, and go about their way or just sort of nod their head. So in that case, I say if, if a communication situation is not going the way that you intended for it to go or the way you planned for it to go, follow the recipient's lead. So in a case where you give a compliment and there's this subtle body language but no explicit explanation on the part of the receiver as to why this did not go so well, and then they just sort of, you know, pipe down and, and depart, then you should follow suit. Um, whereas if you dig and be like, oh, I'm sorry. No, what I meant to say was you're just digging yourself deeper into a hole because you don't know what the problem was. And so your attempts to fix it are not really going to be informed by anything other than a vague sense of discomfort. And the odds that you're going to make it worse are higher than the odds that you're going to make it better. I, it seems like best practice would be to just dig, dig, dig until you hit the treasure chest, right? <laughs> That's number one rule of treasure digging. I'm talking That's giving compliments. Okay. You ready to receive some compliments advice? Never, but let's, sure, what, what do you, let's talk about it. Going back to Amy, she talks all about self-deprecating when she receives compliments. Yes. Here's her take on it. It's never a good thing. It doesn't really serve me any purpose. I think it, to some people, might seem like I'm fishing for compliments, which isn't really it. And it usually doesn't lead to more conversation. It's just sort of a way, it's just sort of something to say I think as a way to make yourself seem more approachable or like more aware of your faults or something. But I think usually it just makes people uncomfortable. <laughs> Correct, Amy. Do you self-deprecate? Oh, oh, sure. Yeah. We're going to try and fix that part. Okay. So Katie, so here's some ways to prepare to receive a compliment. As compliment receivers, we can also kind of be prepared to receive a compliment and think about how our response can support what the other person's trying to do. So, you know, a lot of folks who feel uncomfortable getting compliments and, you know, an instinct that some of us can have is be like, oh, you know, it was no big deal. Thanks. And to essentially devalue what the compliment giver has just said, right? And that's where I think having a rule or a, a practice or a discipline of just when someone says something to you, if it seems genuine, look at them 
and say thank you is a way that you can, you know, be aware of your own insecurities in your own head. You might be like, oh, I wish they hadn't said that. No, that's so not true. This other person did such a better job than me. But putting that all by the side and saying what this person needs to hear from me is that I received what they said and that I honored it. I think that that's in line with, I think, the strategy I presented originally, which was the thank you, that's nice of you to say. But when I heard that's nice of you to say, yeah, that has a tinge of, what do you mean that's nice of you to say? Yeah, of but course I a, said it. It's, it's nice overt, of me to say. Though. It's not, it's, it's, a t- it's enough of a tinge that you walk away going like, what did he, what did he mean by that? But yeah, I don't want to walk away. It's not in the moment where you have to be like, you know, it, it, it's a thinker later. You get home, it's like, oh my God, he, he biffed me on it. He turned it around. So what happens if you deflect the compliment though? Mm. If you try to shove their compliment aside, that's actually when they're more likely to be like, no, you really did do a good job. And then you start having this argument about the compliment and whether it's deserved or not. And it's just awkward for everybody. Um, And they don't feel good because you're not hearing them and you don't feel good because they're, you know, getting at some insecurity that they didn't know you had because we all have them. So it's just keeping it short and direct and then moving the conversation to a more active place. You know, I'm, I'm talking, I'm talking better. Before we final. We conclude the episode here. Yeah. I want to help you be a better dad because I'm always wanting to be a better dad. Mm-hmm. So I went to a website called allprodad.com. It sounds legitimate. I think so. This is from an article called 10 Specific Compliments to Give to Your Children. Okay. Okay. I'm going to read all 10 quickly. All right. Respond with your gut reaction on whether you think it's worth it. Okay. And then we'll... We'll close it out. All right. Number one, Mm. recognize and compliment character. Oh, yeah. I do that one. I do that one a lot at home. Yeah. Compliment obedience and respect. Yeah. Respect, yeah. Obedience, hmm, as my gut reaction. Hmm. So I feel like, you know, instead of trying to catch negative behavior. Yeah. So I asked you to clean that up and you through the toy instead. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's the obedience. The respect, maybe the respectful piece there is like the listening yeah. and following I just, Yeah, good job listening, things like that. Yeah, that's, okay. that's familiar. Appreciate them for simply being part of the family. I don't know about that because that feels like the compliment uh, that we were talking about before. That's like the, hey, you look attractive. It's like, hey, good job being my freaking son or whatever. Like, <laughs> yeah, I made you. Okay. I should be complimenting me, if anything, because it was my genes that did it. All right, compliment contributions to the family. Well, sure, yeah, that, that, why not? Whatever he's bringing to the table. Okay, this is, the next one to me is a little tricky. Compliment uh-huh. the quality of a child's work. Mm, I, yeah, I do that, but I, and and not even disingenuously, but like if he scribbles crayon on a piece of paper, I'm like, look at this, be- that is beautiful art because I'm thrilled that he's doing it. I'm thrilled that he's participating. I want him to feel good about it so he does it more. Compliment the effort. You just said this. Even when that result's not the best. Yeah. Yeah. It's good? Needed. If you wanted to make the effort again, you got to. Okay. It's important that we compliment children when they achieve something new. Also, yes, of course. Okay. We can compliment sense of style even if we don't share the taste. Yes. I, my son wears rain boots to the store a lot. Would I? Certainly not. <laughs> but is he happy? Yes. Love it. Compliment steps towards a long-term goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's intermediate. Progress. Yeah. Is a valid uh, achievement unto itself. And then try complimenting their friends. 
Hmm. Depends on the friend. I well, listen. I got a baby, so he don't have a ton of notable friends just yet. But he got some good friends and they have some sweet babies, and I'll compliment them too. There's, yeah, there's two two ways to think of this. So there's one is the direct compliment to their friend, or complimenting on the friends they have. Like mm, you I really would direct compliment to the friend for okay, sure. So like I would say something like, "I really love the peop- the friends you hang out with. Yeah, they're very nice people." Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. I thought this is more for older kids. Yeah. But sort of affirms their choice in having them be the f- friends with them. Like, oh, you did good at picking these people to yes. surround you. Yeah. You have good taste in human beings. Yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah. I will always compliment other babies around him, though. Anytime I go pick him up from daycare, I do. I work the room. You know, I was like, oh, look at you. Oh, you have such a nice smile. Hi. I love you. That little, your shoes are lighting up. Oh, how nice. The lighted Things shoes like are that. a big deal, yeah. So it's important to me to win over, for some reason, especially babies and children, I need them to love me. Uh, and so I become a compliment machine. I'm worried now that what we talked about, I'm the guy over complimenting. I'm the clothes salesperson to the babies, and they know that I'm just trying to win over you just their put it on show. tiny hearts. I agree. I feel like, though, if you can't win over kids, it's like a sign of your character. Yeah. Because it's, like, easy to impress with very little. Yeah. Okay. Final bit of advice from Katie. Okay. Just thinking about yourself out in the world here. Read the room, and it's worth going outside your comfort zone a little bit to help other people feel good. Read the room should be the title. that We just renamed the podcast, Read the Room. That's the advice. Self-awareness, we talked about it before. Being able to read the room is the most vital skill you can have as a communicator and as a human being, 100%. I would like to give her a compliment on nailing that advice. Great. Wow, well, we did a whole episode just now about compliments, and now we get to feel good by complimenting all the people who helped us make the episode. Can you believe that synergy, George? I love synergizing. Talking Better is hosted and produced by me, George Hubnagel. And me, Sean Bowers. Major compliments to our guest expert, Katie Gore, and to our fellow jelly people, Anya Klimyuk, Alex DeFabio, and Amy Isaac for sharing their thoughts. I will always give a meaty, that's a gross word, compliment to the musical stylings of Jason Knox and the throat noises of Travis Mandrell. And mad compliments to the Jelly Vision World Headquarters in beautiful Chicago, Illinois, where we're currently sitting and recording this podcast. Now, if you want to compliment us, we always appreciate ratings and reviews on the old iTunes page or wherever the heck you're listening to this thing. And we've got one episode left, one episode, and we're going to go out with a bang by talking about swearing. All your favorite swear words are here like and 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 even By the time you're done, you'll need to wash your ears out with soap or, you know, just accept the cursing. Anyway, until then, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you soon. A talk, talk, big and big and big talk. A talk, talking, big and big and better talking. A talk, talking, I'm talking, better talking. I get better at just talking, gotta get better. Oh, good, you're still here. Just a quick final disclaimer that while Sean and I and some of the guests on our podcast are employees of Jellyvision, the opinions you hear are all our own opinions and not those of Jellyvision itself. So uh, again, th- thanks for coming and hanging in here this long. Just needed to say that at the end.